If you are a Braveheart, the next hour is just for you. Welcome to Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold. In this program, you'll learn who the Bravehearts are and connect with them to help change the world. By doing so, you'll be changed for the better. Now, here's your host, Brian Reinbold. Welcome, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio. And I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today, we're going to talk about integrity in times of change. You can connect with us at BraveHeartsForKids.org and BraveHeartsRadio.org. And you can also find all the past episodes uh, in the show link section. And you can find a place to donate now if you have a heart or mind to do that, like what we're doing, and like to help us continue to do that. We are now also setting up our mission-building retreats and thought leader seminars by Zoom video. So if you'd like to participate, connect with me at um, mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. Our guest today is John Blumberg. Uh, To put it simply, John is inspiring an integrity movement at the intersection of personal and organizational core values. And uh, you can connect with John uh, through BlumbergROI.com. That's B-L-U-M-B-E-R-G-R-O-I.com. John, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Brian. It's good to be with you today. It's it's great to have you. I you know I I uh, every time we we get together and have a conversation, I think you know that that could have been a great show. And well, I, I would agree. We certainly uh, have uh, conversations by free association and and some great insight and wisdom uh, somehow find their way into the conversation, don't they? Well, you know the yeah because you know that starting out with the question, um, uh, how are you doing? And um, but I, I had a I had a, a desire to set up a theme for the show, and for June I, I thought you know what with 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 everything that's going on in the in the news and and in in uh, uh, in in the in society in our world, uh, the the uh, the theme of the show for June was do what you can right now, and I thought. That's a good theme for July and August. So, so we're, we're proceeding with do what you can right now as the theme for the show for, uh, for the whole summer. You know, the, what I call the summer of abundance. And uh, so when I say, um, how are you doing? And uh, that, was, uh, that was something that uh, uh, I, I, I've been answering that question for, for years. I've been saying, um, Never better. And I started to wonder, I wonder if maybe people don't want to hear that right now. And then we started having the conversation. I think maybe you and I even had that conversation. And, and people started telling me, no, you know what, that is exactly what people need to hear right now. I think it's a great question. In fact, I think the risk that we fall in at a time like this is uh, that we don't ask ourselves that question, that we don't uh, really know how we're doing. And what can happen is that we can, uh, I, I think I talk about drift when it comes to values, but yeah. we can drift from knowing really how we are doing. So I think it's a, it's a, it's a powerful question at any time. It really strikes me you know, with the way that you frame that out, Brian. It's also, what are you doing? 
And I often like to think because at a time like this and a time of paying uh, the pandemic and then a related, you know, healthcare crisis. Um, and then uh, that, you know, we come along with this economic uh, crisis and it seems like we can get in the trap of focusing on what we can't do. Mm-hmm. And I'm always a big believer, focus on what you can do. You can always do something. And, and so I think it also then circles back to, folk, what are you doing can really help answer the question, how are you doing? You know, that's, that, that's a great observation. When, uh, and I, I, I um, often will uh, reference my dad on the show and, and, and dad had signs in his office, uh, he had kind of a weird office. He had, uh, but he had, he had a lot of signs. One of them was do what you can with what you have, where you are. And I remember that being on, you know, in like 40 point type on, on a piece of paper on his taped to his door, to his office, you know? So it was, uh, I think that's, I think that's from Henry Ford or maybe Theodore Roosevelt. Um, come to mind, I think, I think that is Theodore Roosevelt. Do what you can with what you have, where you are. And, um, that that's 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 what you you know do what you can right now. Well, what what can I do? Um, you, you talk about drift, and that has a that has a, um, a connotation of of being um, all, you know on the seat perhaps. Mm-hmm. And and I thought I was thinking about the idea of um, uh, you know how how um, uh, with emotional intelligence. So I've done a little bit. Of look back into recently with emotional intelligence. I remember seeing a, a graph that shows there's an upward spiral that that has a peak, and there's a downward spiral. And I, I I had heard that as a society we are at a tipping point, or about 30 years ago hit a tipping point where we're we're at the world is on an on the upward spiral. And when, you know, when, when you when you think about drift, that, that to me, so that could be something that could happen on the water. Uh, to save a drowning person, you don't hop in the water with them. Yeah, you uh, yeah, you, you throw them a lifeline. Um, but uh, but you, you, don't, you don't get into the, oh, I feel naked. Because we, we have this conversation at, at home a lot, you know, it's like, how does feeling bad about something help it? Yeah, I mean, it goes back to then, you know, that creates a victim mentality and then you lose control of how you're doing if you don't focus on what you can do. And I think that uh, quote by your, you know, that your dad had on, on the door, what a great place to put it, because how often do we need to be reminded of that? Um, that, you know, there, there's always something that you can do. I, I always have loved the quote, uh, bloom right where you are. You know, we're always, especially in our society, trying to get somewhere else and we're missing all of the, you know, the moment of where we are. I mean, you know, Eckhart Tolle and the power of now says in the present moment, be right here. And I think that's what causes a lot of, of, of the frustration and the anxiety, particularly in, you know, a time of, um, you know, really uncertain times. And I, I think that can be one of the biggest problems that we have. And that's not to diminish really tough situations mm-hmm. that are going on right now. People that are losing family and friends from COVID as our numbers continue to climb. And, and then also, 
you know, people that are in really tough economic um, situations because of the impact of what we need to do to contain the spread of the virus, which could be ultimately even more detrimental. And so um, it's not to diminish that. But even regardless of our circumstances, there's always good that comes from that. And, you know, Brian, you know, on the work that I do on integrity that, you know, I think of integrity not as being honesty or what you do when no one is looking. Those are lagging indicators. But integrity is yeah. all about connection. It's, it's how everything is connected together. And regardless of where you are on the sea, it's always connected, right? Whether you're in turbulent water or whether you're in, you know, a beautiful, sunny, calm day, it's still all the sea. Um, yeah. It just has different experiences, you know, that are upon that. Well, you know, I, I, I love an analogy and, and uh, it, it, it could be that the sea is integrity itself and we're, we're on it. You know, it uh, reminds me of the uh, people, people, you know, sometimes they'll, I haven't seen them in a while and say, hey, Brian, are you behaving? And uh, I, my, my response for that has been behavior is a continuum and I'm on it. That's exactly right. And so is integrity. I mean, a lot of times people, you know, treat integrity as an object. This person has it and this yeah. person doesn't. And I don't believe that. It's a state of being that we're always in some degree of. And, and that's a great way to, you know, to look at it. And yeah, for, uh, yeah, the integrity, if you'd look at the ocean, are you in it? Or are you riding along the top of it just looking good, right? Yeah, there, there, there are going to be some areas where there's, I mean, you take a look at the ocean, somewhere there's a storm. And somewhere the tide is affecting us, affecting boats in a different way. It's good, good way, bad way. Uh, you know, diff, different things that uh, di people will have different experiences with the same thing. It happens all the time. Yes, that's right. And two people can be in the same storm and have a completely different experience with that storm. And, yeah. and two people can lose their job and have a different experience. Um, two people can lose uh, someone in their life and have a different experience um, based yeah. on how they do, uh, you know, show up for that. But these are certainly uncertain times. Well, and, uh, you know, everything reminds me of a story that, you know, what you said it just reminded me somehow of, of two brothers, uh, one of them was was uh, was he, he never touched a drop of, of liquor, didn't drink at all. Uh, the other one, um, he he was a he was a, a, a horrible drunk, drunk all the time, never never got anything else done. And someone asked each one of them in turn why they were the way they were, and they uh, each one had exactly the same answer because. I watched the way my father was, yeah. and you know it's um, it, you know there's the, you you probably know the story about the uh, uh, the the, uh, the the engine chief uh, uh, that uh, the little boy asked him. He says, you know, what, the, 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 something something about his feelings, and then uh, the, the wise chief he he told the story of the two wolves, and uh, I won't I won't go the, through the whole story, but you, you know it's which one do you feed? Right. You feed the, the one that's that's uh, that that's in that that hopeful and encouraging in upward spiral, or do you feed the one that uh, is is going to be drowning you? You know, the the one in the downward spiral. Yeah, and and what's interesting about that is that 
of those two wolves, different times, different circumstances, different seasons of our life, we probably have fed both of them along the way. And it's never just one, you know, individual, which is why I always talk on integrity that it's not this person has it and this person doesn't. It's just that we're always in different degrees of it. I will say this, though, Brian, in a time of uncertainty, um, I I wrote an article on my blog, The Porch, um, oh gosh, right at the beginning of the pandemic, and it was simply called Values Gone Naked meaning that you're completely exposed in a time of uncertainty when it comes to your core values that they that they're going to show um there was one individual i don't remember exactly who this was but it was in an article and it said that we are not exposed to the virus that we're being exposed by the virus and and you know i think it's you know it's there that we see which wolf are we feeding um, it's which father are we looking at? And I think it goes back to your original question, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it really comes back to that checkpoint of each and every day through a time when you're on the ocean in a storm, you pay a lot more attention than when you're just riding across, you know, the smooth waters on a sunny day. It takes yeah. a lot more focus. And I think that's the challenge that we you know, and, and maybe when it comes to the two wolves, it's literally hour to hour, which one am I feeding? Yeah, and really and moment to moment because, uh, you know, our, our mindfulness and our presence to be able to, to say, uh, you know, I, I, I caught myself and I was, I was feeding that, I was feeding that, uh, that wolf that I don't want to feed and it was about to take my hand off, you know. Uh, you, you know, there, there's, there can be a, a tremendous sense of loss there. Uh, Oh, I, you know, we're, I, we're, we're feasting on the analogies today, John. Uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get us to a break here. Um, we'll be back uh, sh- very shortly on Bravehearts Radio with uh, my guest, John Blumberg from Blumberg ROI. That's ROI for Return on Integrity. And we're talking about integrity on Bravehearts Radio. Stick with us. We'll be back on the other side of 60 Seconds. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to braveheartsforkids.org. That's braveheartsforkids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. 
Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the Mission Specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio. Today, we're talking about integrity in times of change, and times are always changing, aren't they? Uh, with uh, my guest, uh, John Blumberg. Uh, John, uh, he's inspiring an integrity movement at the intersection of personal and organizational core values and shifting the focus from what leaders do to who they really are. And I thought maybe that was a, you know, that something of a, a segue. Uh, and, you know, as, as the host, it's my job to segue, uh, you know, the, the, uh, we, we talked a little bit about the, the boat and the, 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 the captain of the ship. And in stormy seas, you reveal who's a competent captain. And uh, I, I know there's, a, there's a, uh, another one of those quotes I, I enjoy that said, um, uh, Adverse, adversity doesn't build character, it reveals character. And uh, that's based on, on what someone's uh, core values are, I think, isn't it? I think that's the, you know, that's the key. Um, and, and what's interesting, Brian, is that when it comes to core values, which I believe, and, and you know my work uh, well enough to know that I say integrity is not a core value. It's the fabric of every value. But it is um, one way that I've come to frame it as well is the core values are the thread to that fabric. And so it's why our core values are so important. And, and if we think of in times of change, uh, that, you know, I always say that it's really good to think about your core values before you get to uncertain times, before you get to times of significant change. It's just like the time, uh, if we keep our analogy going out since we're out on the ocean today, it, you know, the time to think, did we bring the anchor is not in the middle of the storm. You put the anchor, you have it on board the ship long before you ever uh, you ever need it. And, and I would say the same is true for our core values. At the same time, I would also say that when you're in a time of significant change, maybe it goes back to the Chinese proverb, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, but now the best time uh, is today, right? So I think one of the things that we find is that you know, if you haven't defined what your core values are, that this really can be a good time because it rips the veneer away. It rips the illusion away of what you're looking at. And so therefore you see more clearly and therefore uh, you are able to be in a position to maybe be more honest with yourself. Um, you know, I've been posting uh, reflective thoughts on the, so all our social media platforms throughout uh, the pandemic seven days a week. And one of those said on the deep work of integrity that um, the soil can be really packed. It can be tight. But every now and then, in fact, a handful of times in life, our circumstances will till the soil for us. In other words, it kind of rips the veneer off. It rips the illusion off so we can see more clearly. And core values can, uh, if they haven't been defined beforehand, would be wonderful to define them in the midst of the change where you're being more honest with yourself. 
Yeah, and, and having you know having an idea of, of uh, what the core values are, I, I think one of the things I remember from being at uh, your uh, uh, circle of integrity was uh, talking about someone who said, you know, if you didn't know what your core values were, how would you know if you drifted? Right. Yeah, that was a um, there was a woman that came up to me after a keynote I did at the University of Alabama, and we've been talking about this idea of drifting, which uh, you know those are a couple of sentences in my book that simply say that if we don't go running away from our values, we go yeah. drifting away, right? And one day we wake up in a place we never meant to be, drifting in a direction we never would have chosen. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking about values and drifting. And she she came up to me and she just looked at me and she said, John. Um, how in the world would you ever know you had left if you didn't know where you had started to begin with? Yeah. And it's really, a, a, it, was a, it was gold because most people don't know what their core values are. They've got, a, they've got a gut feel or an intuition, which might have worked when you and I were starting our careers uh, back in the day. Uh, but today things move so fast and change so rapidly. And, you know, the decisions are so big. That, you know, I just say a gut feel or an intuition is a pretty risky formula in, in today's world. But knowing your core is an amazing reservoir of potential. Well, you know, that said, I, uh, the, um, uh, a core value uh, and, and integrity itself is, is not necessarily something that you can, you can uh, set out to achieve or, you know, write this down in a in a in a seminar or weekend retreat or something like that, it it takes a, 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 a takes a lot of digging, and it it seems to me that it's something that, um, I think of it as 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 somewhat intuitive when you when you hear that authentic voice that says uh, that speaks quietly to you. You know, that I call it the authentic voice. Some people some people might call it the Holy Spirit. Some people might might uh, you know think you're you're just listening to voices, Brian. You know, uh, but uh, you know, I, I just uh, I, I know when there's no fear in that, and it's a, it's a quiet voice that to me speaks with um, uh, you know without necessarily words, but I come away with an understanding. Yes, and so that's that's where uh, that's where things are revealed to us. Yes, there are, a lot of people would say that there is a knowing uh, that yeah. happens in the silence. That um, and there's certainly in looking at your core values. There is a cognitive part of, to it. There is a digging. There's data points. There yeah. uh, are really lots of data points that you can look at, experiences that you've had, relationships, decisions yeah. you've made. There are a ton of instruments. I mean, some people, uh, and you know, I'm not a big fan of this, but they want to just get a list of 30 words and let me pick my favorite five. And, yeah. you know, there's, there's nothing uh, that is helpful uh, in my mind about that because it is the process of digging and eventually the process of silence. Um, Brian, you know, I've used the, um, the metaphor of it's like digging a hundred foot water well. Mm-hmm. The water is there whether you dig it or not. But yeah. you do have to go through the work. And sometimes that is 
cognitive digging and sometimes I believe it's reflective, quiet, silent digging uh, that takes you to the water um, at the well. And it, it can take a while and you're right, it's not a three day weekend at some fancy resort. It's more like work on it 30 minutes, put it away, work on it 30 minutes, you get sick of it, put it in a drawer, get it back out three days later. So um, it's a process over a period of time that I think starts to reveal at least a version 1.0 of that values list. Well, you know, I, I do have a, I, I do have a, 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 a weekend in Kauai planned for, uh, you know, for, uh, for retreat and, you know, uh, <laughs> and, and fun. but you know, the, 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 the retreats that I do, uh, most of them are just, are just me by myself. And uh, it's, I, I think of that as a, as a real luxury and a tremendous abundance to be able to do that. Uh, I was inspired uh, by, by my, uh, my coach, Rebecca Riggs, a few years ago, and, and uh, we, it was right around um, Thanksgiving time. And uh, I reckon, well, working with my coach, you know, you, you work with, with Mark and, and uh, you know, he, he would set you down at uh, Thanksgiving time, perhaps say, what are the goals for next year? And uh, Rebecca, uh, she said, uh, well, before we start thinking about what you want next, let's take a look at what you've achieved, what we've achieved, and uh, let's be grateful. Let's start with that. So we, we began with gratitude. And so the personal retreats that I do tend to be something along the lines of, of uh, appreciating where, where we are, where, you know, and, and, uh, uh, and then, and then uh, from that point, being able to say, uh, you know, thank you for this. Let's, uh, let's move forward to that. And there's a, there's a, there's a sense, I think we, we touched on it a little bit ago, um, the idea that, um, if we have goals, then we must be unhappy. Hmm. And conversely, if, um, if we're happy, why would we have goals? And there's, uh, we, we, we call that the uh, intention paradox. Hmm. Because, you know, it's, it, it seems paradoxical that, well, if you're, you know, if you're happy, why would you want to change? Why? Well, you can, you can be happy where you are. I'm, I'm delighted to be here talking with you today, but I still have some plans for Kauai this winter. You know, it doesn't, it, it doesn't mean I can't do both. I, can't, I can look forward to that and I can be happy and, and, uh, uh, and spread that positive vibe every day until then, too. That's correct. Yeah. And I think it's such a beautiful analogy of just another one of those both ands, you know, why um, it's not either or it's both of those that make it work yeah. and that they are intrinsically connected uh, to each other. Uh, the gratitude gives you momentum for the goals and uh, the goals hopefully are inspired by what you're grateful for and what you, you know, have achieved and, and you know what you um, what your experience currently is hopefully is going to uh, change how you see those goals um, yeah. along the way. So. Well, and and you know there's there, oh my gosh there's a tremendous uh, emphasis on setting goals both personal and organizational, and uh, doesn't it become so much easier to set the goals and way easier to begin hitting them, especially with enthusiasm, if they're, if they're built with core values. Yes, and that's the thing, is that if they're not, uh, it's much easier to let them, you know, run off the rails. And 
Uh, and a lot of times that has more to do with our ego than our core. Uh, mm-hmm. But if we understand what our personal core values are, it certainly then inspires what the organizational core values can be. Now I'm talking about from the perspective of the leaders of the organization. Uh, I just uh, was on a, doing a virtual presentation last week and somebody asked that really important question. Do you work on the personal um, core values before the organizational core values? And I, I just said, that's not a hard question for me. It's very, very clear to me, the leader at the top, and the leadership team need to have the personal experience before they've ever earned the right to speak into the organizational um, experience. And so, therefore, they show up with a different set of eyes. They show up to work together in a different you know, sort of way because mm-hmm. they're all being accountable to their own personal core. And they're aware, they're conscious of what is at that core. Yeah. You know, a lot of people say personal core values don't have a place in the organization, uh, but um, we probably should talk about that maybe in the third segment. That's a good one. I, I think so. And I think that's a, that's a, that's a good segue into a, into a break because that's, uh, that's, a, that's a great topic for a third segment. And, you know, I think that that could highlight the difference between a couple of books that I have here. And, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that, too, when we, uh, when we come back. Uh, talking about integrity in times of change with John Blumberg from Blumberg ROI. That's ROI for return on integrity. And uh, we'll be back with, on Bravehearts Radio on the other side of 60 seconds. Just stick with us. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. BraveHearts Radio is sponsored by BraveHearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the Mission Specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today, we're talking about integrity in times of change, 
and uh, connect with us on uh, BraveHeartsForKids.org. Uh, connect with uh, our guest, John Blumberg, at BlumbergROI.com, uh, B-L-U-M-B-E-R-G-R-O-I.com. And, um, you know, John is uh, he's, uh, the author of uh, Return on Integrity, the New Definition of ROI and Why Leaders Need to Know It. And that's the, uh, the, the, the CEO version, I think, right, John? That's the leader. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever the leader at the top is. Yeah. And then there's the, uh, the, the uh, this one, that's a hardcover. And then this was a paperback. That must be for the rest of us being paperback, right? That's uh, uh, also called Return on Integrity, the individual's journey to the one essential thing. And, um, I, you know, it's, it's absolutely, uh, it's always a, a great pleasure talking to you, John, because uh, you, you have such tremendous insight um, the just the idea uh, of of uh, the ROI, you know, the return. It, it so many people are probably familiar with the return on investment, but what can be what can provide a better return than than return on integrity? That's 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 what makes the world go around, I guess, right? Yeah, and so it was the idea, to, you know, try to reframe that and. Um, so I, you know, it's uh, it's a it is a reframing. It is a rediscovery, not only of ROI, but um, but also of uh, the idea of um, you know that integrity is an investment, and it's an investment that that I believe we don't do to get something back. We do because of the experience it creates. Uh, I know one of the things that always um, pops up in my mind every morning uh, is I know you are the calendar guy, and uh, I'm just kind of wondering what the uh, calendar uh, day is today. Oh, yeah, the National Day calendar. I mentioned that to you during your break. I said this. Well, the, you know, we're uh, – uh, this is uh, July 27th here, so uh, that is Creme Brulee Day, Love is Kind Day, New Jersey Day, and Scotch Day, man! I tell you what, that's that. There, there's a lot of different ways to go about looking at it. creme brulee. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Love is kind day. I remember seeing a, a meme, uh, something like, uh, "If you have, if, if you can be right or can be kind, choose kind, and you'll be right every time." Oh, I love that. that. That's nice. And New Jersey Day. Um, yeah, that that could be the Washington football team. From what you know, what I hear in the news is that uh, they're they're going to have a New Jersey this year. So, but I think that might be the state New Jersey. Each state has its own day. And then Scotch Day. You know, I think one of the funniest things I've ever seen is Robin Williams on golf. And uh, you know, it, we it, I don't think uh, I don't think that uh, that fits the language requirements of. Uh, of the uh, uh, Bravehearts Radio or VoiceAmerica.com, you know, to uh, to be quoting too much of Robin Williams on golf, but he is he, he was a funny guy. And, he was uh, a guess, funny uh, guy. Uh, Scotch was uh, 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 the, the Scotch or the inventors of golf, from how I remember that. So there you go. That's a good way <laughs> yeah, to look at it. Thanks for bouncing to uh, bouncing me back to ce uh, celebrate every day. And of course, if uh, you know if you're seeing this on on the video, uh, celebrate every day. National Day Calendar uh, dot com and uh, and Marlo and Alice and the the great people at the National Day Calendar, two of our best friends in Mandan, North Dakota. So um, the summer of abundance. Uh, you and I talked. Oh, I guess it was sometime about. March, I think it was right after things got shut down here. 
uh, you know, the, the, the economy being shut down and people uh, starting to, um, uh, I, I guess they refer to it as quarantine, uh, doesn't seem quite that restricted. I've always, you know, worked from home for so long that day to day, I don't notice a lot of difference. I see a, you know, a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, people walking by the house and walking dogs and out there with the kids, especially now in the summertime. But um, you and I talked about the idea of, um, uh, you know, what if it were possible to do what we love and to do what we're really, really good at and, and, not, and, and to not to not even be concerned about does you know does that create income right now, and I think I think you know um, we're a couple of guys that are kind of blessed in that area that we we don't necessarily have to worry day to day about you know whether we're going to be able to uh, make the payments you know that um, a lot of people are not do not have that uh, call it a luxury that's that sense of abundance. Um, but this, the, the idea of doing what you love and doing what you, uh, what, what you're really good at is, you know, that's part of a, you know, kind of a classic Venn diagram in, in business and career development, you know, do what you love, do what you're good at, do what serves the world. And where that intersects, that's a sweet spot that that's a, that's a good career there. Um, I, I've been quoting Howard Thurman for years, you know, just for I mean, hundred years ago, he he was talking about stuff like this. He said, he said, don't ask what the world needs. Instead, ask what makes me come alive, and go do that. And I've been telling people for twenty five years. You know what you'll find? You'll find that that's what the world wanted from you after all. And so what, what, what he's talking about, he's talking about that third circle in the Venn diagram, right? The, the one that, what does the world need? What's, you know, what serves people? How can you monetize this idea? You know, all the things that, that we, we hear talked about in business. And the other two are, what am I really good at? What do I love to do? And I, I, I decided in, at my May retreat to, to start focusing on, uh, you know what, maybe it's time to listen to what I've been Telling people for a generation, you know, do it, do don't don't worry about the folks. And we had we had had that conversation uh, a few months before that. And I thought, you know, that one thing leads to another. And so I, I want to thank you for for the cascade of thought that resulted in that because it's it's been a good summer, and I call this the summer of abundance. Yeah, it's, um, you know, and again, it goes back to that part of reflection uh, to really connect is what do you love? And uh, I think a lot of people have lost track of that, you know, and we live in an economic structure that makes demands and and we build these lives that make even more demands. Um, Howard Thurman was yeah. such a wise uh, individual that had such an impact on our world and I think continues in this in this time uh, to be, you know, um, there's so much that he thought about and how grounded he was in the fluent and influence he had on others around him that influenced mm-hmm. others that, you know, where you're in that middle circle, if you're doing what you were called to this planet to do it, you know, it, um, 
it, it continues to uh, move out of that circle and impact all the other circles. Uh, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's wonderful to think about where that, you know, where that intersection actually is. And I believe that is where integrity sits is in the center of that, in that, uh, of that circle. Yeah, and you know, and, and, and as we're talking, I think, oh yeah, yeah, you know what? That's that's actually the that's the integrity. That's you'll find it there. Yeah, and uh, um, that which is it, you know, it's 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 great fun. I, I call it the aha moment. You know, the the uh, and that that's that's the intersection of my circles is is the aha moment and helping other people find experiencing the aha moment with other people. You know, you say uh, sharing ideas. And I started writing down at this center. What do I like best? Well, I, you know, I like to I like to talk with uh, John Blumberg about ideas. You know, well, that's okay. I mean, uh, talking with you about ideas or that uh, we might uh, we might be able to make a living doing that. But uh, <laughs> uh, you probably more than I, because you've been at this a bit. Uh, you, you've been making a living with your ideas. You know, and. Uh, um, but I, you know, I enjoy talking about ideas, and and I I love to have that that uh, that part of the conversation where somebody somebody goes, oh, I get it, and and it was in here all along, and and that's that's where people find that integrity is something that reveals itself. Yeah, and it it's already there. Yeah, and you're right; it does reveal itself. And one thing that kind of dawns on me is that, you know, we're talking about times of change and oftentimes it's in the midst of change where there is transition and transformation that we are most likely to be able to see that circle. Um, because when things get too samey, things get too stuck, locked in, and we're trapped in so many ways, uh, we're probably less likely to see that circle. So in times, at center circle. So in times of change, uh, that could be um, really a good time, you know, to reassess that. It also dawns on me that that circle isn't always in, it's not always the same through all of the different seasons of your life as you are put in different arenas and different gardens and different circumstances uh, that, you know, over a period of time, that circle is evolving of the richness that, you know, waits for you there. The question is, and it goes back to your very first question is, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know, how connected are you paying attention to what that circle is? And there's always a place to live from that circle um, you just you just have to figure out how do I make that work again don't focus on what you can't do focus on what you can do and bloom where you are and right in that circle it always has possibilities and that, that focusing on what you can do <clears throat> versus focusing on what you can't do that has that that I'm seeing the uh, the the, uh, uh, the image of that upward spiral of emotional intelligence versus the downward spiral, and and uh, you know I, I can't do this I can't do, you know I I, I wasn't I, I wasn't this is just the way my life is and I and I've been there you know and and I've I've been I've played the victim uh, in 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 at, at times in my life so different seasons there are different circles that you're aware of. Uh, there's always the, but that um, that uh, that integrity, that quiet inner voice, the authentic voice uh, that says, um, uh, you know, the, the, uh, you were meant for something 
I expect something from you. And, uh, and it's like, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, 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 I'm on board with that. <laughs> yeah. That's good stuff right there. Yeah. So, um, what, what, you know, one of the things that I'm really impressed with, uh, that, that I see you do. And, uh, I, I think it, I, I, I uh, it's the, the daily memes that you, I, I call them memes, the, uh, your daily thoughts that I see on LinkedIn. Until my son corrected me and said, no, memes are, uh, they're funny and they make fun of people and oh. yours are like serious. And I, I said, well, what would you call the, can't you have serious memes and funny memes? And he goes, well, I don't know. You might be right. And then of course he Googled it and found out, no, he was right originally. I said, well, what are oh, those exactly. things? And he said, well, they're like motivational thoughts. And I said, well, don't ever call my stuff motivational, right? Um, he said, no, they're like inspiring reflective thoughts. And, and so, um, yeah, we, we've uh, put, those, uh, we put those out seven days a week now. Um, yeah, that's and they're good. not curations. They're just, you know, where the, where the spirit, spirit is moving in my soul in the midst of these specific relevant times. Well, I see, I see, I, I think I go on LinkedIn just about every day and I see for, for whatever reason, LinkedIn has uh, decided that whatever you write should be the first thing I see when I go on LinkedIn. <laughs> so I see that and I like that. It's either you or Marlo Anderson with the National Day Calendar. So maybe it's whoever I talk about most on the show. They're probably <laughs> listening to your brain. <laughs> well, I hope LinkedIn is listening to my show, you know, and uh, our, so. our show, uh, you know, I, I write a column for LinkedIn now, you know, I've finally started taking the advice of some of my mentors at the NSA, and uh, you know, get that get that 300 to 500 words out every every week. And I, I have I have a book that's finished. It it uh, well, I guess finished isn't quite the word for it. I, I'm done writing it. I, I I got it back from the publisher, and I've got a hundred edits to do. Uh, it it well, must have been a good shape, Brian. That's that's not very many edits. <laughs> I'm more used to like a thousand edits. <laughs> well, it's it's eleven thousand words, you know. So it's not. It's a, I I think of it as an airplane book, you know. I, I call it that because it's the kind of book you could read on a on a on a flight, uh, or you know, or while waiting for a flight, you know. So it might you know sell them at the airport. But eleven thousand words. It's not a not a big big book. Um, I remember reading uh, James Allen, As a Man Thinketh, uh, about nineteen twelve. You know, uh, it. it um, uh, 7,800 words and uh, read it out loud. One take 63 minutes, you know, so I got it recorded somewhere, but uh, you know, that, that was, a, that was the kind of book that guys wrote back in, <laughs> or people wrote, you know, back in a uh, uh, hundred years ago. Now, now you've got, uh, you, you got a lot more, uh, you got a lot more words, a lot more volume, I suppose. Yeah. Probably paper, paper was probably harder to come by back then. And uh, now we don't even need paper. So people write way too many words. So, uh, you know, I think uh, the shorter uh, is actually the kind of books that people read and more importantly, they reread. Yeah. You know, when you think of the paper and, and uh, the first camera I ever had, I uh, second grade and we took a trip to Washington DC, lived in Pennsylvania at the time, had a 12 roll, you know, 12 roll cart or 12 shot cartridge of film for the trip to Washington DC. And we got, got home from the trip. I had two shots left. Wow. And you know, my, we'd, I'd take my daughters camping and they'd go out running around in the corn maze on uh, Friday night and come home with 438 pictures just from that night, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So, well, um, 
Yeah, I, the, so a meme not is a meme is a funny thing and a and typically funny and makes fun of someone. So what oh. I post, they're definitely oh. not memes. So uh, all right, uh, go ahead. They're getting more what stirs within you. Yeah, so it's an inspirational or motivational, and and you know that's just the terms inspiration and motivation can be confusing because uh, I, I think that's a, those are a couple of things that people use interchangeably. Yeah, and I think one of the things I've always said is I am I am not a motivator. Uh, I can't motivate you. All I can do is create an experience that hopefully inspires the mm -hmm. motivation within you. But I don't motivate people. That's not, that's, I think, can be sometimes viewed as temporary uh, manipulation. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily the intent. Uh, but I, I don't control that. That, mm -hmm. that is everyone's responsibility. But what I do believe, and I think great books do, is they um, actually uh, don't tell you what to think they just get you thinking. Mm -hmm. And so I've always come from a place, including my books on integrity, uh, but all of my books, I've always said, I don't want to tell people what to think. I just want to get them thinking because once they start thinking, they will know what they need to think about. Mm -hmm. And eventually, if they think deep enough, it's when they go into that area that you talked about earlier of that area of silence and that's where the real inspiration um, comes from uh, so I'm I hopefully create experiences that create that um, not uh, I'm going to get you fired up because that that that's more yeah. short-term than long-term does that make sense it really does yeah I, I, I think you know I think of the the Wolverine workout uh, I did once upon a time and I described this and said, oh, University of Michigan. No, no, no. The other Wolverine, the Hugh Jackman <laughs> character, where he got all ripped before he played the role of Wolverine. And his workout was something that I thought, I thought uh, uh, the, the motivation, to, the inspiration was, man, that, that guy looks, he's about my age. I could probably do that, you know. And, <laughs> and the, that was the inspiration. The, the motivation was, was what, what I needed to do three hours uh, in the gym uh, three days a week, you know, to, to, to make that happen. And uh, uh, I don't do that. You have sacrificed that, given it up. Yeah, I've, I've given up. I've given up that one. Yeah. So, um, well, um, you have you have some tools uh, on on the uh, on your website, right, for people to. Um, yeah. So just to begin uh, there are there are some tools for digging there that if you go uh, to BlumbergROI.com forward slash the big dig. Um, there are some tools that are tools that are mentioned in the individual version of the book that help people. But one that's just good to grab, you know, it's just there for the taking is the core values brainstorming list. And it's a mixture of, you know, values and wants and needs and behaviors. And it differentiates those categories. But again, it's just to get you thinking. It's to, it really is to stimulate your brainstorming. It is not a list of 30 to pick your favorite five. Yeah. It's literally more there for you to do the work. Um, but it does, it's a, it's a treasure chest of what people um, came up with when given a blank sheet of paper and asked the question, what are my core values? But there, there are tools there regarding that that actually are tools that are all mentioned um, and discussed within the individual version of Return on Integrity. Yeah, and that's, uh, are you doing any of the, uh, the, the in-person events uh, at this point now? Yeah, so we have the Circle of Integrity at the Morton Arboretum in Lyle, Illinois, and I intended to do five of those in person this year. There are 20 people in a circle, 
or no more than 20 people in a circle, nothing else in the room. It's a one-day experience. Uh, of course, with COVID and being responsible um, and the Arboretum responsibly closing down, uh, we haven't been able to do those first three, but we're looking at um, how conditions are um, starting in September. There'll be one in September and then one in November. And now we're introducing I mean, this is where in times of change it creates things. We're introducing the virtual version of the Circle of Integrity launching this fall, and it will be five sessions over five weeks uh, that will, will be available. And we'll be announcing that um, in early August uh, about that. So it'll be five 90-minute sessions that will mirror what the one-day experience is at the Mortimer Arboretum. And, you know, the great thing is that takes away all geographic boundaries. Um, yep. It also allows the content to breathe over a period of time. So you work on a little bit, go away, work on a little bit more, go away. And so it's over the five weeks. So I'm excited about um, that new um, virtual version uh, of that called the, um, the Integrity um, Connection. The Integrity Connection. And uh, you can find that on the uh, Blumberg ROI. Well, we'll be announcing it uh, in early August, so um, shortly, um, just a couple weeks away. Um, yeah. Well, and that, you know, that's I, I definitely want to take part in that because the uh, the Circle of Integrity is a is a tremendous um, it's really a, a, a tremendous experience. Uh, I think it's a, a wonderful opportunity for um, uh, you know to to connect with your with your uh, with your, with your core. And uh, connect with other people that are uh, something something like-minded, and uh, you know, and I uh, will often say, the more the more I talk to other people, the smaller the world gets. Yes, and that's we're, so finding, true. we're finding more that with the virtual version, you know, and, and breaking down any geographical barriers, man, that's got to that's got to really have an an impact on that too, because the people I've met there have been from at least around the country. And uh, in, into Hawaii, uh, uh, so we've had we've had people from you know different places. I don't know if the, if if you had international uh, guests uh, at the uh, in person. Mm -hmm. uh, no, we've had no uh, in person people from different cities, but uh, not yeah. not international. Which, as you think about coming for a one day experience that's hard to really uh, justify, yeah. but it's not hard to justify coming from anywhere in the world. Anywhere, I, yeah. I just did an interview um, with a leader uh, that has a show down in Nigeria a couple weeks ago, and we're six hours, seven hours apart, uh, but we're, we're fully connected, right? Yeah. And that's one of the great things that I think the virtual will, and I believe the technology will certainly rapidly change over the next uh, probably 24 months where that will even become a richer experience of being together and if you really think about integrity is is connection it doesn't have to be physical connection being in the same place mm -hmm. we can be together and be thousands of miles apart and that really is an integration that i think we're going to see a lot in the future i think uh, you know something that that makes that that really is a uh, a, a a well a mindfulness of mindfulness to, uh, to to you know to to uh, eliminate the distractions and uh, and and be present with uh, with your group and with the group because when uh, when we'd get together you you turn off your uh, you you don't see people sitting around uh, checking their phones all day you know um, and you know something you know super important comes up of course you 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 know you you have that decision to make but you know. Um, 
I've got, uh, oh my gosh, I just uh, recently attended the uh, uh, Daniel Gutierrez uh, Catalina uh, retreat in, in, uh, in Peru near Machu Picchu. And uh, he's, uh, he's uh, a, a, new, uh, a, new, uh, a new friend, and uh, he, he wrote a book called uh, um, Radical Mindfulness and the idea of uh, uh, inner peace in 60 seconds. And, you know, he, he said, uh, you know, he, he did, his friends who are gurus will say, hey, you know, you can't do that in 60 seconds. And he said, well, how long have you been doing what you're doing? It's like 40 years. Well, you should be able to do it in 10 seconds. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, the, 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 uh, the idea of, of this, re- this retreat was, you know, we didn't go to Peru. We had, uh, we had a weekend, and it was three hours at a shot. Uh, over over a weekend, and uh, and it, it it worked out great. Uh, but it, it was different than actually being there. Sure, but it was it was uh, it was possible. It was for, possible, right? So many sure. more people. So I it think you're ver- better than not being there at all. Yeah, it's uh, like wow, that sounds great, John. Wish I could be there. No, now you can. You can. <laughs> anyone can be to the can get to the integrity connection. I think that's going to be. I think that'll be phenomenal. Well, John, we, we've we've had the hour speed by as as usual, and I uh, uh, want to thank the audience, uh, our our brave hearts, for being with us today. Uh, we've been talking about integrity in times of change with John Blumberg from BlumbergROI.com. Um, remember to check us out at uh, BraveHeartsForKids.org, and um, next week. Uh, and, and join us every every Monday at uh, three central. Next week we will be talking about the art of convening. Uh, anyone doing more online training these days? Uh, we'll have as our guests uh, Patricia and Craig Neal from the Center for Purposeful Leadership. So remember that doing good anywhere does good everywhere. And we'll see you next week. Until then, be well and stay well. Thanks again for joining us this week for Bravehearts Radio. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host, Brian Reinbold. The show can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next time. 